we are back with the way and uh, we're going to be looking at the power of the Holy Spirit in this session and today I've got another wonderful guest with me my daughter and a pastor in our fellowship Ellie Hunter Ellie good to have you here darling thank you good to be on here with you dad (laughs) so uh As I said, we're going to look in this session at the power of the Holy Spirit. And just before we get going, can you think of any opportunities that really stand out to you as a time when you have seen the power of the Holy Spirit at work? Just as a way to kind of set the tone of the sort of thing that we're talking about. Uh, Yeah, I guess off the top of my head, I was actually talking about this um, just yesterday with a few of the young adults in our fellowship, we were talking about the the power of the Holy Spirit and when the anointing falls in ways that you weren't actually expecting. And one of the most um, profound moments I've ever experienced that I don't think I'll ever be able to forget was uh, when I was, I would have been 16 years old in Uganda for the first time. And um, that time we were in that little back church in in Gulu and I just remember the Holy Spirit um, falling in a way I'd never experienced before Um, it was just felt like very a lot of intense emotions really beautiful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just felt compelled to go and pray for people Mm -hmm. and before I could even touch them to like like lay hands on them and pray for them they were falling down and like the presence of God in the room was so thick and strong. Um, and I know that's somewhat of an intense one, but um, it was actually just one I was thinking of just yesterday. And mm. It's just I don't think I've ever experienced yet so far the um, magnificence of the power of the Holy Spirit like I had in that moment. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, that's good. That's a good example of the, the kind of thing that I'm talking about. So we're going to have a little bit of a discussion, have a look at a few scriptures around the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, the first one that uh, we're going to have a look at just to paint the picture of who the Holy Spirit is and the kind of power that he carries is actually out of Genesis. So could I get you to read Genesis 1, 2 and 1, 26 for us? Of course. So Genesis 1, 2 says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then in 126 it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So I guess the thing to to see here is that the power of the Holy Spirit is the same as the power of God. Hmm. The power of God, the power of the Spirit yeah. is the same because the Holy Spirit is God. God. Yeah. So uh, just as we, we say that God created the world, mm-hmm. but we see in uh, the Gospel of John chapter 1 that it was the Word mm-hmm. that, that created the world. Yeah. And yet when we read here in Genesis 1-2, uh, and in one twenty six, because it says, let us create man in, in our image that us is the word mm. and the Holy Spirit 
and it was the spirit that was hovering over the surface of the waters. So the Holy Spirit is just as much God mm. as Jesus is God. And so the power that he moves in is the power of God. Alrighty, let's have a look now at Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. So what's Romans 8.11 saying about the resurrection power of the spirit here? What is the Holy Spirit going to do? He's going to raise us up just as he did with Christ Jesus. So that's some amazing power. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's one of the, the greatest things, it's one of the great hopes that we live in, <coughs> pardon me, is that we are going to be raised to life mm. just like Jesus was. Amen. That's amazing power. All right, John chapter 20, verse 22 and 23 says, Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wow. Now, what I want you to think about in this scripture is what is this scripture suggesting? What is it suggesting about the power of the Holy Spirit? Now, we've been discussing in previous sessions about how the power of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit in us is God being at work within us. Mm. Now, what is this scripture saying? The power of the Holy Spirit is to us. He breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So what is this saying about the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives? What it's suggesting is that we are given the power to forgive sins. Mm. Now, I mean, we're not saying that we have gone and died and, and have been the sacrificial lamb and the, mm. the priest at the, the heavenly altar. We're not saying that. But is it right for us to say your sins are forgiven? Mm. Well, of course it is. Why? Yeah. Well, if we know the heart of God and we're actually in union with him now, we would know when, if someone is coming repentant, first of all, we have the Holy Spirit within us that can discern yeah. the legitimacy of that. Yeah. Um, and we know what the Father's heart is and his response is always to forgive and to receive in his sons and daughters. So this, the power of the Holy Spirit working your life is the power to forgive mm. and to be forgiven. Now, we are, everyone lays hold of the idea that I've been forgiven of my sins. But what about the fact that now that the Holy Spirit is residing within you, mm. you have 
the ability now to forgive. That's true, actually. Yeah, mm. and to forgive other people of the, the things that they've done against you. Mm. What amazing freedom is that to yeah. be set free from those, that bitterness and that anger and holding on to those grudges. Mm. The Holy Spirit empowers us to let go of all of those things. Mm. Interesting? Definitely. All right, let's have a look at Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. Colossians 2, 9 to 10. And I would just want to remind you too, as we read these scriptures, make sure that you're having a read of them for yourself. You can always pause the podcast for a moment while you find the scripture and get it in front of you, underline it. These are crazy good scriptures to learn and to have marked in your Bible and make sure that your eyes are seeing them as much as your ears, if possible. Mm-hmm. All right, Colossians 2, 9 to 10. It says, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Wow. That's a good scripture. <laughs> wow. What, so what is this telling us, Ellie? That we are actually in full union, full relationship, that there's nothing separate between us and Jesus now. And we have the same like authority that Jesus did when he was on the earth. Well, and I like the way that it puts it here. You also mm. are complete. Yes. Oh, but what about Nothing's my lacking. yearnings? And, oh, <laughs> you know, maybe I need a boyfriend or a girlfriend. A husband or a Nonsense. wife or a career or yeah that's right all what what this is telling us is that again the 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 work of the holy spirit in your life mm. is one that he completes you so he, he yeah. enables you to forgive he he the, the power of that spirit is also there to make you feel and, and to be mm. complete within yourself i mean that's I just love this. This is what the Holy Spirit does. Yes. All right, let's read Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 18. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Wow. So what power are we being told that we have through Christ in this scripture? To love. Yeah. (laughs) my favorite one. (laughs) Yeah. To love but also to understand, uh, I, mm. you know, to it, God is, I, I mean, it's saying to understand his love, how mm. wide and deep and thick and broad and high. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but it's also that we can comprehend, mm. you know, God is able to be understood. Mm. And <clears throat> I think that, Knowing that he can be understood, 
is is wonderful, but the the power to understand him doesn't come from ourselves. Yes. It comes from the Holy yeah. Spirit. And the the more we relate with the Holy Spirit, the more he reveals Jesus Christ and God the Father to us. Mm, definitely. And I think that's something that is really powerful to understand as well is that God never desires to withhold himself from us and mm. and sometimes I think we can have that perception that um, he's trying to show how big he is by not revealing the magnificence of who he is but this scripture and relationship with Christ the experience of actually knowing God totally says otherwise mm. every day he's longing to make himself known to us by yeah. revealing himself whether it's through daily things as well as the supernatural revelation that comes through the Holy Spirit alive within us. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a number of things that we're going to look at that we are told uh, through Scripture is where the, the power of the Holy Spirit is at work. And so let's have a look at a couple of those together. The first thing is the power to love and to witness. Mm which is uh, found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what does this scripture tell us about the purpose of the power of the Holy Spirit? That he's actually the one that empowers us and leads us to share the fullness of the gospel. Yeah, that's right. So the primary function of the Holy Spirit is not to make you feel good, <laughs> is not to cause you to speak in tongues, which I, I hope that after uh, session six, you certainly are speaking in tongues right now. <laughs> I, I would fully hope that that's actually happening for you. But the primary purpose of the power of the Holy Spirit is to make us witnesses. Amen. So that, that's great. He, he wants us to be able to love like Jesus did mm. and to witness to who Jesus was. Mm. But the second thing that the Holy Spirit empowers us for is to do the works of Jesus. Mm. This gets really exciting. Now, I, I do have to point out that in some circles, there's this idea that Jesus did went around doing good in the form of, I don't know, helping people by making sandwiches. And, and, uh, well, he did do that, but yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to. Well, he, yeah, that's right. He did make a, a good fish sandwich for some people. But... The good works that Jesus did were signs and wonders and miracles. Mm. You can't escape that. That's what yeah. we see right throughout Scripture. Uh, so let's have a look at John fourteen twelve. John fourteen twelve says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. So because he went to be with the Father, that allowed the Holy Spirit to come and empower us to do the works that he did. Mm. So give us some examples, Ali, of, 
of, well, what are some of the works that we see Jesus doing? But what are some of the works that you have seen, um, you know, people under the power of the Spirit do? Mm. I think some of the ones, the most, like, almost outrageous ones we see Jesus are, are to even the extreme of um, raising people from the dead, Mm -hmm. the healing of diseases that had no remedies. Um, and we see that even today. I haven't personally seen someone raised from the dead yet, but I know of people, I know people personally who have been themselves. Um, also, you yourself have prayed for um, people who are blind and deaf and see right. their eyes open, their That's ears right. open. I've prayed for people who have had um, really sore backs healed just on the streets, yeah. going about doing supermarket shopping, like, and let's not discount that. No, not if at all. If you've had a sore back. Exactly. And you get healed. That's You're rejoicing. Deal. That's exactly right. And yeah. that's the beauty of it is it's both the undeniable, like it's all undeniable, but it's the large and the small things. Mm. The Holy Spirit actually empowers us now to do just as Jesus did. Oh, absolutely. So we're expecting that through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are going to do those kind of works as well. Mm. And we're stressing here, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not us. Mm-hmm. It's the Holy Spirit working Amen. through us. Okay, so why do you think the ability to do greater works is dependent on Jesus going to the Father? Because he says, and even greater works, because I'm going to the Father. Why do you think it's it's going to be even greater works because he goes to the Father? I honestly haven't thought about this before, but I think it is to do with just showing the importance of who the Holy Spirit is and the part that the Holy Spirit plays, that even when Jesus was was on the earth, like, yes, he was God, but he was also fully man as well. And without the Holy Spirit, Jesus also, like, it was the Holy Spirit that empowered him to do the works that we are now empowered to do. Yeah. And so I feel like part of it is just to, like, show the significance of that beautiful part of the Trinity that um, people can seem to forget at times of yeah. who the Holy Spirit is. I think another thing that, especially in this, I would say, the past 12 months, I've really begun to see about, being a believer, is that this walk is not one that you do on your own. Mm. We don't do this by any means under our own steam. Yeah. We're part of a community. Mm. We're part of a body. Amen. Think about this. Jesus was one man. Mm-hmm. He could only be in one place doing one miracle at one time. Mm. Could part of the greater works that we do be the fact that now the body of Christ is stretched all across the world and there are perhaps hundreds or thousands of miraculous works being done. Mm. Simultaneously. Absolutely. All over the world. People being healed and set free from demons and, and, you know, raised from the dead even. And, you know, (laughs) things taking place all over the world Mm. all at once because now the body is this corporate body of which we are all a part of. Mm. And just to think that in the course of a day, as we're walking through our lives, 
One of us might be praying for someone who's grieving. Another is is praying for healing for for a person. Uh, while while another's mowing a friend's lawn, you know, and they're all good works. But how much more is being done? Now that the Holy Spirit is in all of us and not just Jesus. Amen. I just wonder if that's actually part of that greater works. Mm. All right, let's have a look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 to 8. It says, Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Now you'll notice here that when Jesus, we're, we're talking about these good works, one thing that I notice is not in this list is making sandwiches <laughs> or mowing lawns mm. or, uh, you know, knitting uh, little, little jackets for babies. I mean, it's all, that's all nice stuff. But look at the things that Jesus, the expectation that Jesus had for those who, who were called his disciples, that they were going to say the kingdom of heaven is, is near and the evidence of that, healing the sick, raising the dead, curing leprosy, casting out demons. I, I think it's really important to point out that it is part of the expectation of the heart of Jesus mm. is that we, we, you, you, the listener, the person who's listening, if you've got your headphones on and you're in front of the computer and you're listening to this, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus' expectation that you would do these things. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Ellie? You, you've mentioned a few times that the, the Lord's done things like this. Mm. Tell me uh, one of the greatest works that you've seen the Lord do through you and mm. what would be something that you would love to see in, let's say, the near future. Okay. Uh, one of the coolest things I got to see as well um, also happened in Africa. I was with um, one of my beautiful friends, Laura, who had just before we went on that trip, gotten water baptized. So she's fresh Christian, new to everything, but just super excited, that relationship with God and hungry for everything he had for her. And um, we were going out evangelizing and felt while we were praying before we went out that the Lord wanted us to go and talk with witch doctors that mm. day. And so um, we went and we met this um, witch doctor and she was like so open to receiving us. We were just in awe. And, and as she's sharing with us, she just started crying and saying, you know, I've, I started seeking out God three weeks ago, but my husband is against me becoming a Christian. So I cried out to God and I said, God, if you're real, would you send someone to come and tell me about who you are, Jesus? And teach me about who you are and, and she said and look how much he loves me that he would send two girls from the other side of the world to yeah, come and tell wow. me this um which is exciting in and of mm. itself and um she was hungry ready to receive jesus and as we started praying for her um she started um manifesting and wow. um we just got to pray for her see demons cast out of her and she was totally set free 
to the point that she um, took all of her witch doctor implements and yeah. things and started a fire, burnt it all, and was wow. done with it, like ready to turn. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the craziest things I've seen, just like in a moment. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. God, like the Holy Spirit, come and change the total situation yeah, and life course. Yeah. Mm. And I just think it's so cool. I love talking about this with our um, our young girls and just encouraging them that the things that we read in the Bible is possible now, yeah. like it's possible for us. And and God didn't just desire it to, as we were saying, it just be through the life of Jesus. It's um, it's so exciting to see even younger ones just be discipled in knowing that truth and have the confidence to even in their schools and their workplaces, like wherever we find ourselves there, God is wanting to use us and yeah. there we can see the miraculous take place. Fantastic. Just another scripture in line with this is Mark 16, uh, verses 17 and 18, that says, These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Mm. So there is really a call to a miraculous lifestyle as followers of Jesus. Mm. All right, uh, we're going to have a look at one more scripture, um, which is on spiritual gifts. And uh, it's a bit of a big read, but I'm sure you're up for it. Yeah, totally. Cool. So 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 11 says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshipping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Wow. So for you, the listener, what gifts do you desire? What things would you love to see God do through your life? Would you like to prophesy? Would you like to have words of knowledge? Would you like to lay hands on the sick? 
and see them heal. Would you like to speak in many different kinds of spiritual languages or discern what's going on with spirit powers in the realm around you? All of these things are good things to encourage, to desire to move in these things. And I want to encourage you to start believing that God can use you that same way. So thanks, Ellie, for being part of uh, this session. You're going to hang around and do another one with me? Of course, be happy to. Thanks for having me. Wonderful, and we'll see you in the next session. Bye.